0: Hey guys, welcome to the Paddler's Playbook.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to Podcast Land. Thermal convection, man. These dudes almost killed me. You
0: know, redfish are really dumb. How do you
1: take your marsh dump?
0: This fool used all my toilet paper.
1: Bro. Bro,
0: Well now that Drew's done dragging this on.
2: TPP15.
0: You gonna get a dozen shrimp? Hey, you throwing that cast net again this weekend? Oh, good lord, I almost died. I, I do not want to paddle that. Once again, he almost died. I'm not waking up at butt crack dawn. I'll see you at the launch around noon. I love wake baits. Haven't you ever heard them ch 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 chatter? Let me double back here first. And now a word from Salt Saltside Jet.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen of podcast land. I'm your host, Drew Turner. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Lewis. And we are
0: late from the Mariner Sales Studios. Dude, I don't, know, I don't know what's going on with your mic, but it sounds a little hot. You got a little crackle crackle going on in Both, there. Both,
1: yours sounded really hot,
0: too. You know, I know exactly what it is. Hold on. I'll, Hold on. What is it? What is it? Well, I screamed earlier, so. That w- yeah. <laughs> they let out go. a big old so
1: so chris what i need you to do
0: okay what you need me to do man
1: never mind i've already fixed it so (laughs) on our last episode that you guys were supposed to hear
0: sound like my like my wife man chris i need you to do this never mind i already did it
1: (laughs) so the last episode was supposed to be our live episode from the heroes on the water benefit
0: and we got drood
1: but because of the internet connection, um, that was not available to us. So so let me yeah. tell you
0: something, man. What we need to do is um, we need to next time we do a live, which we have done a couple times. But when we do a live like that, we need to go ahead and use Audacity um, or some sort of recording program to drop that episode directly onto the hard drive.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we were smart, um, <laughs> we probably should have had a, a secondary recording going on if we were going to drop it. <clears throat> but me and you, dude, we've we've both had so much crap going on to the point where last episode, you know, before that, I told you, I'm like, I I, I think I finally hit burnout. Like I I'm surprised that I got you on too today. far.
0: I'm surprised that I got you on well, today. Um, I, 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 I'm surprised that I could get you at all this whole entire week. In fact, we've you've already said you're not going to hurt my feelings, Chris. If you go and, and record one of these without me, and I said so, it twice too. Yeah. <laughs> I was so like, we'll, ah. we'll let we'll let Drew have a, a a staycation away from podcast for probably the next episode. Um, this one's going to be this one won't be long at all. Um, it's going to be short, sweet, to the point um we're going to talk with our good friend chris fowler at uh the fly trap and fly trap just ha- so happens to be you know one of the show sponsors we kind of help each other back and forth um helping really helping him grow his business as much as we can um but it's good to have you drew for at least 45 minutes to an hour tonight you well know, talk some bullshit talk some some fishing you, um, you have me tonight because we started packing
1: on lat today's Tuesday, Tuesday, Monday, Monday, today's Monday. We, uh, we started packing last Thursday is when we started putting some stuff. Now the garage, we're to the point where the garage is so full with everything. I can't pack anything else and put it in the garage because the garage is completely full. Um, so yeah, you got me for a little bit tonight because I can't really Your pack anything else. Your garage was full else. before
0: it was even full.
1: One bay of it was full, but it's a three bay garage. Like I'll send oh, you a picture later. Listen
0: to Drew. Oh, <laughs> three bay. Your privilege is just running over. Yeah, three you bay garage. Three bay garage.
1: But now, Too many crickets? two of them are completely full with unnecessary junk from our life that we don't even need. Um, because we didn't even pack up like the everyday stuff that we're using right now, so. just so, did you see? Else.
0: Did you see your um your brother the other day try to throw me under the bus, man, on Facebook? When catching uh, about catching <laughs> catching when when Chris puts you on the top. fish in quotation marks, and he puts and he shows a picture of a gaff top, <laughs> <laughs> gaff top and popping court, man. You know, when we started out the day, he said, you know, that he didn't bring a popping cork rig because he's lost all confidence in popping corks um, and it just hasn't produced for him. And honestly, it ended up being the only thing that produced for either one of us like all day long. And that dude had some struggles, man, whenever it came down to, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, we all have struggles, bro. I mean, we do. And especially whenever you pulled out of your nominal element and put into one that you're not, typically in most people whenever they get on that skiff you know the first thing that they do
1: take the shoes they start
0: off. fishing from the deck and not the casting platform mm. you know I, I think you probably did the same thing like you cast you you started fishing from the deck instead of the casting platform because it takes a while to get used to um, being on a, a boat like that and i think he cast it he fished from the deck for probably a couple of hours before he started getting up onto that casting platform Um, so when, when I'm saying people are fishing out of their element, he was, he was out of his element, so it wasn't, wasn't the easiest thing for him, but the consequence, I think of fishing hard and hitting all those spots bit me in the ass this weekend because I went to go do normal maintenance and I look at my outboard and there's oil dripping, weeping out of the, uh, lower water pickup
2: mm.
1: and
0: we hit a sandbar <laughs> uh how fast did you
1: guys hit the sandbar
0: how um are you going we were full speed dude i mean full speed ahead everything that i had was you know i was at six thousand rpm and on plane and we were close to 30 miles an hour which is like what my boat tops out at and what's crazy is this is the entrance to a lake where I always, I'm always there. It's like a lake that I'm always there, but talking to a couple of people, they're like, yeah, you know, it's just sandbars move, man. They do. Mm-hmm. And, and especially in those areas where you have a major inlet, like right there, cause there's two inlets. There's not even a, there usually is a barrier Island between the Bay, the main Bay, the ICW and a back Lake. But this particular area, there's a cut that goes directly from the lake through the ICW and into the bay. So there's nothing to stop like a major current or, or uh, influx of wind, south, southern wind or, or northern wind, to push that stuff back and forth. Just nothing you know, to stop
1: it. You know there's some guys pausing right now and they're pulling out Google Maps. They're like, <laughs> okay, intercoastal, main channel let's yeah. see barrier <laughs> island like bro gotta figure we, out where they're
0: at it was our it was our last spot to fish for the day I, I told him i was like look man we got you know these spots that we're gonna hit we're gonna hit this spot for the 9 to 10 this spot for the 10 to 11 you know and we're gonna fish all these areas i lost track of time like crazy I, all of a sudden i go well man it should be like around nine o'clock right he goes dude it's 11 oh, wow. 45 what yeah um i've really lost track of time and but our last spot produced the most and i went back the next day i fished another tournament the next day and ended up finding another 27 and three quarter inch redfish um but they were they were all like barely eight pounds barely like right there 8.00 bro just skinny ones skinny man um but it's a lake that i like to fish just for fun not necessarily for you know and that's why it was my last stop of the day it was like a hail mary you know i know we can go there and catch a couple of fish that might put us on the board so let's go try it that sort of deal but we're not here to talk about boats i i guess some of our discussions are about failure and success and this was sort of like both like so anyway, the lower units at the doctor's.
1: <laughs> well, no, you can you can keep talking about boats and fishing. I haven't picked up a fishing pole in a month and a half, man. Oh, Since, really? since the last uh, since the last GRS, I have not touched a fishing pole well, at all. So you've
0: had you've had mega stressors in your life, and you probably could use some fishing. Which, thank goodness, just right around the corner. Two weeks from from now is the Pro Staff um, camping fish. And that's going to be two days of just kicking back, relaxing, fishing, um, you know, drinking your favorite adult beverages, laughing with your friends, uh, meeting new people um, and, you know, soaking in some awesome um, sponsorship uh, talk from, you know, the guys that support our show. And, And speaking of which, I know you said today that we've got a shipment of stuff from Real Sportswear. Yes, route. sir. So we'll have An- some gear from those guys.
1: <clears throat> Andrew's hooking us up there from Real Sportswear, and I know half of the bro staff is going to be wearing something Real Their beanies Sportswear. beanies from last year. And, and you know what? You know what we should do, Chris? The first person on Saturday that I see that isn't Chris Lewis or Chris Turner that have on some real sportswear garb, swag, you're going to get something from real sportswear. So I'm going to give that go. away to the first person I see wearing something. From so make real sure sportswear.
0: you wear your wear your, uh, your real sportswear out to the event. Um, I went and, and did a full-day drive out to um, Dallas to Mariner Sales and picked up a box full of stuff, man. Um, they you know, they hooked you
1: up fat with some Burly Pro
0: stuff, man. We got some Burly pros some side bros. No, is that what they're called?
1: Side bros, prison pockets.
0: I, I couldn't prison tell. From, I couldn't no, tell. no they're side bros. It's a I side bro A and a side bro B. So basically, one's a left, one's a right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not giving them away together, but and we'll give them away separate. But I mean, you guys can <laughs> probably cut a deal to, you know, whoever wins them. You know, if you want to try and make a pair. Um, we got the coolest thing that I think, you know, Duke was like, man, you got to have this. It was the kayak lock that has the alarm. So if if somebody tampers with your, your, uh, your lock, there's an alarm that goes off and it's got a remote. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) we
1: may have to put that on the food cooler or something like that. So we don't have anybody sneaking in there, sneaking in and into the the cooler. Yeah. Taking all the fajita meat or something
0: um the uh, paddle extender the the from yak attack the um i can't remember what it's called the uh oh man i even have one i can't remember what it's called. sidewinder it's the, yeah no, wait no no it's the holds the paddle off to the side it extends yeah. the paddle is it, it's not called the sidewinder i know what you're oh, talking fast. about But yeah uh we got a couple so of you those can, so
1: you can use the track because yeah. if you put the regular ones on there the track is useless because you're putting it on top there
0: and then, what
1: else did we get, man? Um,
0: tackle webs. I freaking love those things, man. They work great on my boat. I've never used them on a kayak, though. And I've got a ton of decals. Uh, yeah, Spe- man.
1: Speaking of yak attack, guys, if you want a yak attack decal, find me at the Bro Staff Meetup.
0: You got plenty Yack, of
1: them. Yak Attack sent me about 30 of them, and that is not an exaggeration. I probably have 30 decals in white, black, and orange. So find me at the Bro Staff camping. What is it now? The
0: Bro Staff Kevin Fish.
1: Camp and fish. Okay. Wait, it's not the bro staff meetup. It's the camp. It's still
0: fish. the bro staff meetup, but I'm, I tried to be a little more descriptive of what we were actually doing. We're camping. Yeah, not, we're fishing. That's we're true. not just meeting up and shaking hands. <laughs> and that product you're thinking of is called the double header. Double header. That's what it is. Yeah. Because it's got the two, um, gear heads on it, mm-hmm. um, which hold the, the paddle. Yeah. So we've got a couple of those, um, yeah that was a trip within itself dude i've got some goodies of my own that will be popping up here real soon in fact i'll have some of them with me at the camping fish at the meetup um brand spanking new from fpv power 24 volt 50 amp battery they tried to get me to take the 24 volt 110 10 amp hour battery and i was like (laughs) no (laughs) you could go forever. forever i was like i don't need i don't need that i just you know give me the smallest 24 volt that you've got they had even a bigger one they had one that was like 200 or something like that 200 amp hours so i'm guessing you're taking the bona fide right taking the bona fide there is a possibility that all right this year my job changed We've got, I've got a really cool, really neat job. A lot of it's hush hush. I'm not supposed to be talking about a lot of it. Yeah. Every now and then I, you know, I mentioned something, you know, working with Martians is cool. Um, But we've got a lot of really neat interns this year and they want to go kayak fishing so badly. And I've told them they're from Chicago and Colorado and places like that. And I'm like, look, we got to wait until it cools off or else you guys are going to die you're gonna that die is not wild. a lie <laughs> so die of malaria it's it's possible that um, that they might show up to the bro staff meetup I didn't tell them about the camp out because I don't want some interns showing up bro while we're all getting while we're all wilding you can you know, fish
1: but you got to go once we start yeah, yeah. Once, once the the
0: camp part starts you can because- stay for the fish part I mean, I don't need them running around at work going, "Dang, crispy and voodoo <laughs> ranger, man!
1: Y'all should watch out for Chris when it comes to the voodoo
0: ranger." So, uh, anyway, man, uh, yeah, we might have a couple of those guys out there. It's gonna be a good time. Um, look, I need to get this uh, get this invite over to Chris, man. Are um, you gonna
1: bring any uh, anything from Berkeley out there? I've got some top waters to give away.
0: Yeah, so. Um, Danny is definitely hooking us up. Um, I just got to be able to find some time to meet up with him if he's not going to already be out there. If he's not going to already be, you know, at the uh, at the camping fish. So uh, he hasn't told me yet. I'm not sure what his schedule looks like, but we'll find out soon.
1: Him and Adam J might roll through.
0: I ran into Adam the other day, man. I'm cruising down the ICW. Michelle and I are coming back from fishing. And he's in his boat, his brand new boat that he picked up like that day. And I was like, oh, shit, that's Adam in his new boat. So I like pulled up next to him. I'm like, what up, dude? He's like, Chris, Chris, shut up, man. I'm filming, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. I had no freaking clue. I mean, you're sitting in the middle of the ICW. <laughs> were they were they filming a video or like a music video? I have no idea. I Plane, I got up on plane and, and shagged ass, man. Well, now I'm gonna have to go watch
1: him. his videos to see if I could see you like taking off in the distance <laughs> or something like that. He's after, probably like after they cut the part of you yelling at him,
0: you see that dumbass there, yeah. <laughs> Don't but be quick, a dumbass, all right. Quick quick story. Um,
1: Robert Fields, Rob probably hates me for this, but we were fishing at another meetup like this we were fishing in port a and me and him were stopped in front of a little inlet going into the marsh and some dolphins were working redfish and he got it on camera when the dolphin came up and like threw the redfish like the redfish literally went flying and he's like holy crap guys and then he stops and then he turns to get it just right and gets the camera at him it's like, holy crap, guys, did you see that redfish take out that dolphin? Blah, blah, blah And he goes on, and I let him finish, and I went, hey, Rob, you got that wrong, bud. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? I said, you said the redfish ate the dolphin.
3: He's like, oh, <laughs> crap. So then he
1: starts all over, and he's like, holy crap, did you guys see that? And then out of nowhere, Joe, I don't know if you've ever met Joe, yes. Joe just yells out, shit just as loud as he could so rob had to start again and rob had to start his little deal about six Dude, times because hey, then
0: everybody kept messing with him about it hey this the we all have stories of robert field making videos somewhere along the texas coast if we've if you fished with him there has been an instance where he's made a video and that's why we called him mr 180 for the longest time, because for like an hour while everybody's fishing, all we could do is hear him making a video about his, his
1: anchor, trolley.
0: anchor trolley and how it allows him to turn 180 degrees, degrees Mr. Hey, 180. But hey, look, here we go. We got this dude. He just popped on. He ain't going to be here to talk about no filming, no making of, uh, you know, the next great YouTube video. He's kind of a doer, man. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, what happened to him? There he goes. Welcome, Mr. Chris Fowler. How What's Trap. What it, up, what it, up? It, the uh, title of
3: this episode is, It's a Trap! Oh, shit. This, it's always a trap.
0: It's a, it's a trap.
3: <laughs> What's up, boys? How you been? I'm good. Have you been, been trying to
1: get you. Have you been um, taking that hook off of that top water this whole time? Is that what you multiple, had in your hand?
3: Multiple top waters, but yeah.
1: Okay. I really thought that you were had something else. I was like, Chris is cleaning out the peace pipe right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is going to be a fun show. It's probably somewhere on
3: Yeah, it's 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 always
1: within arm's reach. It's around well, I, I see some really cool art behind you. Who did that permit, do you know?
3: Uh, it's a lady out of Kingsville named Amberlynn Christian. Uh, she owns a company called Bodies of Wood. And that's, I, that's pretty sweet. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, I had her do that piece. I told her I wanted like a real mean looking, semi realistic permit chasing down a, a crab fly and she knocked it out the park. Pretty cool.
0: That's pretty sweet. I don't I don't see how you could see that, Drew. I I mean <laughs> my old ass eyes. He's you've got been, a, a
3: huge what, screen, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: you've been to my house, Chris. I have a thirty two inch TV as my computer monitor.
0: Uh I have never been in your bedroom, bro. I do not want to go in your bedroom.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. Because when he you have he here, has like a, a god of room. fertility
0: above his bed, mm. you know, a huge, like any
3: yeah, dude. I'm not going in there, man. It was
1: just the elephant.
3: Hey, bro, it's 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 2022, man. You just gotta get with it, all right. All right, you have pretty color needs to be on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Anything okay. goes, bro. Anything
1: goes. Anything goes in 2022. There's nothing above my bed now. There is nothing in my house, period. So
3: Just a a giant mirror on the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want
0: that. We have had Chris Fowler on this show before. Uh, In fact, it was uh, when we introduced Chris and um, Nino um, as partners to the show back in, like, I don't know, February, I think, when we were solidifying everything for the year. so so long ago we got to talk about the shop but we didn't really get to dig into like fishing topics so this time you know drew says hey man so what are we going to talk to fowler about and there's a few things that you know jumped straight out at me man as soon as he asked that question and one of those things you know is fall fly fishing because here we are the Mm -hmm. fall is just right around the corner and really, for Texans, what that just means
3: is second summer. It's,
1: yeah, it's not going to be as humid in the morning. That's yeah. the
3: only thing fall means. We'll, we'll still we, be we'll still be wet waiting and loving yeah. of it.
0: But we we do have um, you know patterns that that change and that that we're all kind of waiting for. Um, so fall fly fishing, um, the best kayaks for fly fishing in your opinion? You know, because this is a paddling uh, podcast. We definitely want to try and hit on, you know, our favorite plastic boats for fly fishing. Yep. And then this new thing that you're like super into <laughs> where, whereas Drew, it wants to hit on a topic that you used to be super into. The used to be super into was the sheepies on the fly.
3: I'm still into it.
0: I just, but now the new, new, the new, new. is micro fly fishing for baby trips, man. And it's so funny. I saw a post uh, today. Some guy in Louisiana says, Oh my gosh, I found this fish and it plays dead. <laughs> and you try to catch it with your hands and it swims off and then it comes right back and it plays dead again. <laughs> <laughs> and he took a picture of it and everybody was like, Dude, <laughs> come on, bro. You got to be, you're jerking our chain, right? But it's a baby triple tail and they do man they just float there on their sides they look like they're dead just they're actually, so
3: they're so weird man you would think that is a leaf yep. just floating in the water so Definitely. anyway
0: we're going to we want to touch on that but let's start with the fall fly fishing since we're like right around the corner
3: good old fall man been waiting for it all year it's camping weather we get outside and not sweat our asses off well probably still sweat a little bit yeah, I'm, stu- I'm still gonna sweat my ass off <laughs> I mean, let's be real, I sweat when I eat, but it's <laughs> it's not as bad, but definitely uh you know fall fishing, we're looking at uh shrimp flies I got the white white shrimp moving through um, and to be quite honest, I'm one of those stubborn guys who, even though I know shrimp flies are going to kill it right now. I still throw black crabs. <laughs> I just love throwing black crabs. In fact, my homies and I have a little crew called the Society of the Black Crab. Um Sounds deadly. Yeah, it just sounds like dark and metal, but it's metal. really just metal, just a bunch bro. of just a bunch of dorks who like throwing crabs. <laughs> but uh Do You
1: guys have a secret handshake? No. Uh but we are getting
3: our little uh SOTBC tattoos. Yeah, we, we should make a little handshake.
1: Yeah, you should do like little crab pinchers.
2: <laughs>
3: or, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> bro, what are y'all
1: what it, crab <laughs> scissors? Crab pinchers scissors, something like that.
3: Hey, don't worry about it. You, you wouldn't understand
1: it. So, so what is it about the black crab pattern that that just makes you have to
0: have a society for it? Like, hold on, let me <laughs> guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. It's easier to see.
3: Yes, I, it's easier for us to see. And I think it's easier for the fish to see. And no matter what, if I got a little crab, a little black crab tied on, I'm in my mind sure that I can get a sheepy, a black drum, a redfish, and even a trout to hit it. Um,
1: it's, it's more of a confidence thing.
3: Yeah, I guess it, it's just more confidence. And, you know, a little bit of science to it is we fish a lot of areas where we're over silty mud, we're over laid down grass we're over sand but that black crab always just contrasts to whatever bottom we're fishing and especially for fish like the black drum that you know they're kind of deep to these and they don't see too good um some of them don't see too good some of them turn right on a fly and inhale it but i feel like they can see it a lot better and i have a lot more luck with black drum on the fly with a black crab you
0: saw you saw um a couple weeks ago i went out and i was just playing around on my skiff and i ended up with a nice size i thought it was my personal best sheepie because that's what i was ca- i was casting to it i was like that's that's a big ass sheep's head over there man and then it turns around and eats my fly and it's just it's just like a little um what do they call them like a oh what's that Lil- fly called? like a little minnow intimidator or whatever they call it a little clouser, little clouser minnow, yeah and that's it was white and chartreuse Mm, I was this, fishing that because I was looking for red redfish and, and that's just that's kind of like one of my go-to colors is white and chartreuse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes they turn around on something unsuspecting, something you wouldn't think that they'd hit. I've had them hit crankbaits before. And I'm <laughs> like, what the hell? I just got bit by black uh, off a damn crankbait. So um, they there are there, those exceptions, but Crab patterns, black drum,
3: it's like a match made in heaven. Yep. And I, I, I don't think there's, I think it's solely just the fact that they can see it a little better. That darker, it doesn't have to be black. It can be dark brown, um, but like lighter sand colored crabs just kind of get lost. And I feel like they, they, they know it's there, they search for it, they can feel it pushing water, but they just don't see it as well. Yeah, so. drew, I mean,
1: plus the dark brown crab club doesn't sound as menacing. <laughs> yeah dude, exactly. right, it doesn't sound as good
3: <laughs> it's just not brutal enough yeah. drew you brought up
0: uh <laughs> confidence bait you know we throw around that term a lot confidence bait yep. um you know you've been there i know you have you've had something that you've thrown when you feel like you've thrown everything else and you're like ah I know that I can throw this and I got pick, two of them every single time every What time is it about those two. confidence baits that you have that why do you throw those as confidence baits?
1: Cuz I've caught fish on them in the past.
0: Just because you've caught fish on them yep. in the
1: past. Yep, if if I want to try new things, I'll throw it out there, but then when I'm like I need to catch a fish to, you know, I need a skunk buster, I need something. I'm throwing on a little curly tail, go a <clears throat> uh, grub or I'm throwing on the manna shrimp. I know Oops. that I can catch fish with those. I can catch flounder with that. I can catch trout with that, and I can catch redfish with that. And I've done it in the past a lot. Anything that I can troll behind me and catch a fish, that's a good bait. Like, I said, <laughs> like I can troll
0: anytime. I can be lazy as hell. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I and not just, even fish, but still catch a fish, exactly. that's a good bait.
1: I mean, I've been fishing before and just been taking a trout off the hook and my curly tail has fallen back into the water and i've hooked a trout like i'm like okay this is this is my confidence bait right there but that that's definitely what it is just catching fish on it before and the only reason i've caught fish on them before is i've been stubborn when i didn't have as many baits and i just threw it and threw it and threw it until i caught a fish
3: Yep. When I did tournament uh, kayak bass fishing all over the country, it was a wacky Senko to get my limit real quick. And then when I needed the coal fish, it was a six inch savage gear lined through in dirty silver color. And that would be my, all right, I got my limit. Now we need some big fish. And I would chuck that swim bait and slay. So, yeah, confidence baits are definitely a thing.
1: Well, and I think some of it too. It, it goes hand in hand. If you think there's fish in an area and you throw your confidence bait, you're probably going to catch a fish in the area. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 you were talking about the line through and everything. You're not going to throw that line through where you don't think that there's fish yet. Like when you get to the point where you're like, fuck, I got to catch fish. Like yep. you're going to go to the most obvious places. You're going to quit thinking outside the box and you're going to go. Cause that sometimes when we get there to fish, we're like, we have a place in mind that we want to hit. And then if we're on the kayak for sure, because you can't just zip around, you have a place in mind that you want to go on your way there. You may see some action and you go mess with that action. Don't catch nothing you see a little bit different. Oh, man, maybe I should try here. But then when you get to that place that you've caught fish before, you pound the hell out of that. And then yep. you don't leave that until you've caught some fish there.
3: till so, you're satisfied.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think that's 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 half of it with confidence baits, too. Like, <clears throat> you fish your confidence baits where you know that there's going to be fish or you've had, you know, caught fish in the past. So it it becomes even more of your confidence bait because you're pounding the hell out of an area with it.
3: Yep.
0: Now, Chris, you're down in the southern region of Texas. Yes, sir. And southern region, guys, is like Rockport, Corpus Christi, all the way down to Brownsville. And down there, so we're talking about, you know, getting out there with just some confidence baits, but you kind of got to know what the fish are doing. You kind of got to know what patterns are, you know? Um, So what kind of patterns are you starting to see this time of year, or maybe from this time until
3: like late November? Um, You know, the gurgler bite is still pretty strong and the gurgler, just the top water. Um, I don't think it really matters what color that gurgler is in the early morning hours and in the dusk hours. I mean, who the hell doesn't like throwing top water, right? And throwing a gurgler that's supposed to be like a popping shrimp up on top, a distressed shrimp running from, from, uh, predators. I mean, who doesn't love that bite? So gurglers are definitely something that people fish towards the end of the summer through fall. And then in winter, that bite kind of shuts down. Um, but so girdlers you know the the black crab for me white shrimp right now you know the fish are getting up on the flats getting skinny right now fattening up um the bulls are coming through it's just everything is kind of the stars are aligning right now and i really think that those three key patterns are what most people are catching them on right now
0: just right now the stars are aligning wow
3: I mean, they're, they're always a line yeah. down here.
0: We're a little lucky. We uh, He
3: lives in a very special
0: area, man. One yeah. that I absolutely, I love to visit this area so much that I will get up at 3 a.m. in the morning, drive three hours down there to fish for six hours and make another three-hour drive back. The
3: old turn and
0: burn. It's it's worth it. It's worth every single minute. Drew's done it with me. Actually, he he got to sleep the night before because we got there like friday night camped out at um goose island got up in the morning left from goose island went out to saint joe he made me pull him around for 11 hours we
3: caught (laughs) fish (laughs) we caught fish look chris you didn't you didn't push him around at all dude I offered, uh, he, but he, he was
1: too tired.
3: I,
0: I've heard about how he uses a pole. He uses it like a paddle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I literally paddled us out of a of a uh, of a drain one day because I could not get the polling correct. Somebody
0: else's skip, not mine. <laughs> yeah, somebody you ain't doing else's that on my skip.
1: <laughs> And and I was polling us because it was a pretty skinny little channel, and I was nosing us into the mud where we couldn't move anymore. So mm-hmm. I would nose us into the mud, then we'd have to back out. And then we'd go a little bit, and then i nose us <laughs> in the mud, and then we'd have to go backwards. So I said, screw this. I know how to get through this a different way. <laughs> so I held I I the push pole like a paddle, and we got, we got all the way out that sucker about 75 yards. It, was, it wasn't it was too bad.
3: I, uh, out, I, I had to do that. Uh, it was a couple months ago now, but my buddy David let me borrow his little Carolina skiff J 16. He's got a little 30 on the back of that thing. It rips that little 16 footer rips with that 30 on the back. So I left here at a little bay right here in front of the shop. And I went all the way to the jetties, the point of lighthouse out there. And I fucked around for hours, man. I caught fish on the sand. I went up in lighthouse and I texted him. I was like, Hey man, how far you think I can get on this tank of gas? he's like oh you can probably get about to lighthouse and back but i wouldn't really mess around for too long and i was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm four hours into messing around dude he's like oh shit he's like uh i wouldn't punch the motor i'd kind of back off it and just kind of putt home so i'm like oh shit i'm not gonna make it home so i start going back i kind of went you know cutting through bays trying to shave off a little bit of time and i got about 250 yards away from Cove Harbor South. Um, which is about give or take 13 miles from where I was at lighthouse on the water. And I'm, it's sputtering, it's dying. I'm like, Oh no, I'm not going to make it. And sure enough, it dies right in the middle of the channel. And mind you, this is a little boat. So I walk around the console, i go up on the front and I stood on the front with that damn push pole 20 foot push pole and I paddled that thing out of the channel up into Cove Harbor. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to be on fucking Qualified Captain for sure. <laughs> Someone is going to video this and put it on Qualified Captain. <laughs> <laughs> and I pulled up and this little kid's like watching me, he's sitting on the dock, he's like the gas boy. And he watches me just laugh. I see him laughing. He's like, "You need some help, mister?" And he throws me a rope like the most badass rope toss ever like fifty feet <laughs> just rips it out to me. I'm like, thanks, dude. <laughs> <I> just Sat <laughs> I sat on the cooler and he just pulled me into the to the dock and gassed so me out. Isn't there
0: a dock like right outside of Lighthouse Lakes though? I mean if you go like up the channel,
3: you know, you go north from
0: Lighthouse Lakes on Yeah, Lighthouse. there's
3: Vic, there's Victoria's right there. I think that's what it's called. Victoria's you're talking about right there at like uh, underneath the uh, Fisher- wharf.
0: Under, yeah, you go underneath the uh
3: uh there's an overpass right there to the west. oh no 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 i know what you're talking about they were actually out of gas he hadn't that place that rents the little j-16s yeah 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 yeah, yeah they were out they have a, a 28 eight 12 pack of beer there too so i don't recommend running out of beer Bro, and stop, stopping there. I, I ran out of
0: gas one day i did a solo trip by myself and i was like you know what i need to go ahead and burn off the rest of this gas So I'm going to run around a lot and go hit some of my favorite spots. I had like a three-quarter tank of gas that had been sitting in my skiff for like three weeks. So I was like, man, I'm going to burn this off. So I cruise around everywhere and I'm going back down the ICW and I'm like doing a TikTok video, man. My foot's like hanging over the boat. And then I look down at my gauge and I'm like hit a wave and my gauge goes from half to empty. (laughs) And I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" I thought I had a whole lot more gas than that. The it was just, it was just stuck. It was just stuck, <laughs> <It> just stuck <laughs> man. So I pulled into this place called Harbor Walk, and I tell the guy, "I'm like, hey, man, I just need 20 bucks in gas so that I can get, you know, back to my truck because they're charging like eight dollars a gallon at the at the marina." Oh yeah. And so I'm like, "I'm gonna go get a beer. I'm gonna pay for the 20 bucks. I'm gonna come back down." I come back down and I'm just bullshitting with him, talking with him. He goes, Oh, by the way, I'll be 85 something. I was like, bro, 85 something. What do you mean? I told you 20 bucks. He goes, Oh, I forgot. I filled it up. (laughs) Damn.
3: You're like, that's on you, homie. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: didn't ask for that. You got to set it up so bad. So, uh, we talked about, you know, the patterns and, and your go-to baits. Um, once again, paddling paddling podcast, um, yep. Drew paddling, paddling skiffs. I mean, paddling sk- <laughs> and Drew's I've... infinite paddling skills using a, a uh, push pole as well. Um, Drew, what would you imagine being like one of the best fly fishing platforms as far as a kayak is concerned?
1: Uh, definitely the Diablos and the new canoe would be the two that I would think would be. The best fly fishing. It gives you the biggest open deck areas. <clears throat> the I'm sure if you're a Hobie fanboy, you could the Linux would be a good one if you take the drive a links? out. Lynx, a Lynx. That's what I meant. A Lynx. <laughs> if you, if it didn't have the drive in it. Um, but those, right off the top of my head, those are the three that I would think of.
3: The Jackson Mayfly.
1: Oh,
0: and the, Jackson Mayfly. Yeah, so that's a Mayfly. discontinued
3: product, isn't it? It is. Uh, but I don't know why they. Did some stupid shit like that. That thing was badass. Uh, I
0: almost bought one for my river trip to uh, Devils last year. You know
1: why they, they took it out, though? Why? Because there's not a lot of guys that fly fish for bass. And Jackson is making yeah, kayaks are. for bass fishermen.
0: Yep. And Well, I, not I just was bass off. fishermen. They do some coastal stuff, too. Because I mean, come on, Kraken, but that's all out. That's that's out discontinued. But now they have the a new one, the that Viking one, the Gnar. Yeah, NAR. And
1: that is definitely not a fly fishing platform no. at all.
3: <laughs>
0: it's got all kinds. Anything of stuff. with pedals, kick it out the window whenever it comes to fly fishing.
3: You know, I'm still. I was with Jackson on their their team for a long time and went all over with them doing fun shit and. I still paddle a Jackson big rig HDFD and I've got the pedals for it. I've used them two times since I've owned that thing. Um, I prefer the flat deck mount. I don't have foot, uh, not the pedals, but you know, where you stick your feet when you're paddling. Your foot uh, rest. Your foot rests. Mm-hmm. I just sit on a cooler and that thing is a wide open deck. And I love that boat, man. It's I'm a big fella. And for me to be able to sit on a cooler recliner height, paddle it all day long, and just dump my line on the deck and not worry about it, I, I still love that boat, man. Still love it. And but,
0: the, big, the big rig is still in their lineup, isn't it?
3: The, yes, I believe so. Uh, last I checked.
0: That is their but, go-to big bass fishing boat.
3: Yep, that's. A... I
0: think
1: I think the NAR may have taken its place. Really? Yeah, because the that's the, the NAR is the updated big rig. I mean, it's the same width and you know, kind of the big body platform. So yeah. So
0: Drew kind of hit the nail on the head though with the open platforms and the open decks. Um, Diablo and new canoe, new canoe man. I so this year I ended up with a. Uh, bonafide ss 127 and i was like man because i've always loved like the seat big huge beefy comfy seat and um <clears throat> i always thought it had the open deck concept and then the first day i took that thing out for to fly fish off of i was like nope <laughs> Just, is it is it mainly the fly pegs or the fly pegs the, the foot, foot pegs, pegs foot pegs and, and have the hatch Foot pegs have everything known to man sticking off of them. It's got like little, little things, knobs and why? You know, so you can adjust them. So you can adjust it. I mean, everything on this kayak is fully adjustable, right?
3: They have like tension knobs for yes. rudder, rudder cables or what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah tension okay.
0: knobs for rudder cables, everything like that. Um, the center hatch. Yeah. A lot of, because the hatch itself has a sideways opening or the center pod. Has a sideways opening? uh, Doesn't it open sideways? And then it it comes off of the kayak, front front to back. So there are hat there's latches on both left and right
3: and front and rear. Wait wait wait
0: wait 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 wait.
3: So it opens left to right and then the whole thing removes. He's got it. He's got it backwards. Do I? Yeah. Yeah, It it
1: opens front to back and you take it off. It's got two latches
0: on the side. On the sides. Yeah. So, but there's still just shit. But there's off three latches. Yeah.
1: There, there's three <laughs> latches and a knob,
0: and then on the sides, there's like these, um, like right in front of the seat, there are these uh, standoffs. And from what I, I asked Drew, what are these standoffs for? And you're like, it has something to do with the seat, man. I'm going to show you. To help I'm you lower you. and raise the seat. Yeah, I'm going to show you. So that you can grab onto them and push yourself up or down down you know allow yourself to go down and adjust the height of the seat so anyway i'm getting caught on everything and i said okay next year i'm going back new canoe i think i'm going to get go with the uh, ultimate um it's basically an updated version of the frontier 12 the frontier 12 i had so much fun with man um you the know, frontier
3: was their original bow right that big ass it's huge crazy yeah. thing with yeah. the 360 swivel Bass yes. seat on
0: it. Bro, I had that three sixty seat on the Devils and we'd be going down rapids. The next thing you know, my ass is like paddling like
3: this. I'm sideways <laughs> on the seat. That sounds terrifying. It was it was pretty crazy. Man. Some of those rapids are pretty sketchy. I can't imagine getting sideways it in was, your boat. <laughs> yeah. And there was no way to
0: lock it. But that's the old that's the old seat. The yeah. new seat doesn't have you can add the three sixty capability if you want it. Um, gotcha. but just that open concept on the deck and all the rails are, um, set into the polyethylene instead of on top of the polyethylene. So your okay. rails are recessed and it's, it stays flat. Yeah. Um, now that's what I like about
3: the Diablo too. Those recessed right.
0: rail slots and the Diablo, I guess those guys, the guy that, that, um, I can't remember the guy's name that designed Thomas. the Diablo Thomas. Yeah. He must be a fly fisherman as well, because he has this he has this um, cover that you can purchase and it covers like the whole front of the kayak. So if you have gear, you know, loaded in the front, even though you have a hatch, maybe you have like a bag strap to the front, you Mm -hmm. know, or something like that. There's this cover
3: that you can put over everything. The Diablo deck. Is that what it's called? The Diablo deck? Yeah, they did a, a run of those and they're like gold. Like you get in the Diablo owners group and someone posts a picture and it's like, oh, oh my shit. gosh this got that, this is the coolest dude in this group right now because he's he just got uh, he's got the Diablo deck with a chama chair on it like so, some of those boats are crazy have you ever seen a old Texas slims Diablo <laughs> Amigo oh, he's, that got,
1: he, he's got everything on that sucker. dude
3: it is a it's a bass boat it's a literal bass boat. He's got a giant trolling motor on the front of it. And there's just, he's got it wrapped.
0: Does <laughs> he really? It's yeah. insane,
3: dude. You know, he's, he weighs like 85 pounds. I wet, gonna, so he I can have say, all this shit on it.
1: Yeah. He's not a big man. If he I can,
3: sat on that boat, it would just bloop <laughs> sink for sure.
1: <laughs> it would go down.
3: Pretty now, sure.
1: Chris, I didn't think about it, but my, uh, my native ultimate would be a pretty, pretty good platform for so, a for fly fishing because it's there's nothing in the front of it it's just flat that That's right. was just like a big canoe
0: whenever when when i talked to people about going and fly fishing rivers um there were a couple of of course the frontier was like one of the first to come up right um and then the diablo and mayfly <clears throat> was one of them but um ultimate and also the commander Oh or yeah. Two were two that were talked about. They were like, okay, look,
3: these things are although they're hybrid canoes. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. The the ultimate was that hybrid canoe where you're sitting below the waterline, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean you're sitting about right at it.
3: Yeah, right yeah. at
1: it. Yeah. Your your hip is right on the waterline. But it's so it's the- got a completely open deck. Same thing with the commander yes. The cool thing about the commander, though, it had that little perch seat in the back. I don't know if y'all ever paddled one. I bought one. I had it for about I don't know three or four three months. months. Yeah, three or four
3: months. <laughs>
1: three or four months. And I was like, that yeah, is Drew. That is new.
0: Drew's like his retention span on on a. Uh, on a kayak is three to four months.
3: Sounds like my partner, Eric. That dude is he buys vehicles left and right and sells them within months of buying them. Oh, that used a- to be,
1: that used to be me too. I, I didn't even go through an inspection sticker
0: for like five years.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> like crazy. Five years straight, I never changed. Never
3: had an to buy new sticker.
0: tires, never had to uh have the brakes done. <laughs> what is pretty exactly. What is
1: preventative maintenance? I just bought a different one. <laughs>
3: That front right brake screeches, and he's what, like, what, "Nope, we're selling this piece of shit." Yeah, Drew what Drew didn't realize
0: is he just wasn't happy in life. <laughs> that's very true. That is very true.
1: I went uh, 11 years with a car note, didn't pay anything off till I just paid my truck off. <laughs> so everything's good now. I've had the same kayak for well, no, I got that PDL. I got rid of the Hobie shit. Um life's good but i've been getting rid of kayaks <laughs> how, about,
0: how about that
3: you thin, thinning out the fleet
0: we're we're all you know i give myself shit and people give me shit because i have literally eight or nine kayaks
3: yeah dude, you have and, a shitload of boats
0: yeah and it's just it's a hobby it's something that i really love i love the plastic boats man a buddy of mine came by he said hey can i borrow one of your kayaks i'm taking my my son-in-law out to fish i'm like dude come by and just grab whatever you want bro <laughs> so he grabbed my t160i that has never seen the water and i was like just so you know you're going to be the first one he's like, I, you're like i haven't even
3: paddled. he's one. like he's like
0: are you serious i'm like bro look at the bottom of it it doesn't even have a single scratch he he turned it over he's like what the hell He's like, I just drug it down your driveway. It's pretty flush. Well, yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He calls me. He goes, "Hey, um, you want me to install any like rod holders on this boat? It doesn't have any rod holders." I was like, "Huh? It doesn't? Then leave it that way." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but where do I, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> you paddle it. It's a paddle so, kayak. But what's crazy is I'm
0: I'm about to thin it out, man. So I'm gonna sell um, two of my my outbacks. I've got three. I'm gonna sell two of them. Um, and I'm gonna sell. Uh, I think I'm gonna sell my fiberglass paddle board. Although I freaking love that thing. It's so great to fly fish off of. Um, and I'm gonna sell my frontier. So and that, <clears throat> that'll thin that, it out a little bit and that leaves you
3: with six boats An a now
0: back t one sixty a trident, the bona fide so four maybe
3: That's not too bad yeah I, nah. I would I wouldn't call you a, a boat hoarder at this point.
0: yeah, I only have four in my garage but here's here's you know something that happened. It was really, really strange, okay Chris, are you married? no you you okay but you've been in a relationship for a really long time With 12 years 12 years you're married um drew is practically married i've been married for going on like 15 years or something like that and my wife and i fished this tournament on saturday it was like an invitational type thing five boat event and it was a shotgun start so you everybody gets at one position <clears throat> and they check live wells, they go over the rules, shotgun goes off, You, everybody goes. Everybody's in like boats that go 70 miles an hour, except for Michelle and I. Ours tops out at like 29. <laughs> nice. And, and that's with
1: you and Michelle. With me and with, you, it's like 23.
0: Yeah. So we're, everybody's <laughs> racing for this one inlet to the lake, right? And this guy named Mark he stays behind and he's like i'll catch you at the inlet i was like oh god okay so i'm dead serious it's a mile from where we started to the inlet (laughs) i'm like 30 yards from the inlet and he blows right by me through the inlet michelle goes what do those boats cost i was like just a monthly payment she goes okay Get rid of your storage, get rid of some of your credit cards, and you can have that monthly payment. I'm like, whoa, hey now, it's on. When the wife suggests that you can have something, you do not. Yeah, you just disagree. you haul ass and make it happen before she yeah, changes her you mind. just go with it. it happen. <laughs>
3: okay, Gross. sounds good
0: uh but i mean one of these boats that was out there is an x3 and it was fully loaded to the hilt and those boats cost like starting like 150 yeah so i'm not i would never ever ever own something like that um but it was so much fun to be around those boats and guess who won you won the tiny skiff nice (laughs) the tiny skiff best everyone by like I don't know, 11 ounces, something like that. So,
3: I say it all the time, man. I fish right here in Little Bay, right out here in front of the fly shop. And I watch these dudes drive down the channel and go make hour-long runs to go fish every morning. And I'm literally bowed up on bull reds on the pier. And these dudes are driving an hour both You've ways. You've walked there. Yeah, I've walked – Two hundred yards. <laughs> I'm crushing fish out in front of the shop. Part of it, it.
0: Part of it is is the boat ride,
3: though. You've been yeah. in plenty of
0: boats, and it's just you know the the coolness and the serenity of actually just pounding the waves. You know, at 30, 40 miles an hour.
3: Serenity of pounding the waves. Those. Yeah, you are getting that cadence. You know, you get in that oh, cadence, and you no. can kind of get into your no,
1: no, heck no. The I don't. Thing I don't. I relax.
0: Except when Drew's on the boat. Look, y'all both y'all both kind of big boys, man. Yeah. I told, Drew was sitting right next to me, and no matter how much I would adjust my trim tabs, I could not level my boat out. Mm-mm. So I was like, you gotta you gotta sit you know, up front, man. And I was just getting sprayed the whole time. And it's just like you're
1: talking about the serenity of the waves, and I'm just like uh, 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 uh. This is gonna make me a back <laughs> fucking sore. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I cannot wait.
0: For That's what happens when you to have to sit done. up front, man. Yeah, yeah, up. But anyway, okay.
3: I just, I just accept that when I climb onto a poland skiff, I'm sitting jump seat. I mean, I'm, I gotta be center of the boat, leveled out. And I, I fished with my buddy's dad recently, and he's like, "Oh, you can sit back here with me." I was like, "Really?" He's like, oh, it'll be fine. And we got like a mile into the trip. He's like, hey, man, yeah, he's, sit up he's probably getting the jump seat, bud. Yep. I was like, fuck. Yes,
2: <laughs>
1: Chris. Chris moved me to the front. We just kept going left. I was sitting on the left side. I
2: was like,
1: Goddamn, steer this way. We just kept going left. Wherever we go, we gotta go to left.
3: Oh Lord, have mercy. Yeah, took there was a, like, It took us an hour and a half to get to the spot that day.
0: Yeah, we just kept going hey, in circles. We <laughs> had to, we, uh, there was a point where we had to go nine miles an hour because we had to sit in between two, the crest of two waves and just follow in between those two waves. <laughs> and the serenity of being in between
1: two <laughs> waves, the middle of the bay, about to die out there. Put it's your life jacket on. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so peaceful out of here get your life jacket <laughs> all right on all right grab the flare right.
0: gun <laughs> next topic man so we've uh, we've gone from uh, kayaks to uh, back to skiffs so um yeah drew definitely likes the sheepy scene when he well, can not, get on it
1: i don't um, I, it's not that i love the sheepy scene it's just no you just seems, li- i mean we, it seems more it yeah it seems more and more that Sheepies are, are being a little romanticized in the fly world. Like you see they more are. and more people targeting sheepies, more and more pictures of sheepies, more and more art of sheepies. It's like they're they're becoming yeah. a a more prominent game species, quote unquote. So you know,
0: redfish are easy, right? Because, like I always say, redfish are dumb. <laughs> Okay, they're, they're dumb and hungry. They're dumb and hungry. Sometimes, um, until they're not, and then they're <laughs> yeah. not. They are completely. They're, not. they're just
3: like, nah, they, yeah,
1: they're, they're not just gonna run up and just like, eh, let me take a bite of this. It's either I'm gonna tear this thing to shreds, or what the fuck are you doing? Leave me alone.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, or I'm gonna swim right by it.
1: Exactly. No, I'm and
0: then swim. you have, you know, we were talking about black drum. now they're a little more finicky. um They have, like you said, they probably have poor eyesight. Yeah. and and that's why i mean
3: you can get so close to them suckers too man yeah um, right i've literally long. walked up and poked one like a big 40 pounder on a mud flat and then they go and, just, and then they freak out <laughs> but and and then
0: you know on the on the salt side of things you ha- you only have so many inshore species of fish that are really easy to sight cast sheep yeah. one of those but they're even more finicky then uh black drum and they're freaking smart bro yeah that's really
3: smart. i've just i was obsessed with them for a while um and it was really just because i was seeing them everywhere they're such i call them punk rock perch they're just big gnarly perch big old mohawk black and white goofy ass teeth they're just cool looking fish um and on the fly rod They're just so hard to catch, man. Um, Usually. You know, I see in Louisiana those dudes crush them. And I don't know if it's just they're in a little darker, deeper water. Because those guys, Nate Wilson went out there with some friends a few months ago. And he was catching them on, like, giant seducers. Like... Four inch patterns, just feathers everywhere and a big ass hook. And they're just like, just cramming those things in their mouths. And he sends me the picture and it's just like a two watt hook sticking out the side of this thing's cheek. And it's just destroyed. I'm like, it really fucking ate that. He's like, it was ridiculous, dude. It was like a 60 foot shot. And that thing just turned on and crushed it. And I was like, what? So it's completely different out there. But I mean, I spent today's my day off. And I spent about four and a half hours walking the Rockport Marina seawall, Rockport Beach, and Little Bay. And I probably saw 200 sheep's head today. You know how many I caught? None. Oh, Zero. You blanked, huh? <clears throat> I, I skunked today, man.
1: Did they? Do, is it them actually just getting them to eat, or is it getting a good hook set? on that on that bony toothy mouth
3: or is it both? so it's both it's it's really just getting the shot um you know i'm i'm really trying to blend in with because i'm fishing down to them off a seawall and they're on rock and rubble and sand um and they don't, don't know. They,
1: they don't sit still very often
3: like no, very, the very sheepies rare. are constantly they're always
1: constantly moving. So it's hard to, to get something right in front of them because they're also pretty erratic. Like yep. in, in the way they swim, it's not like they're just going to cruise a whole shoreline like a redfish wheel. You can see them cruising. Well, they will way.
0: I've seen. Yeah, I know I've seen. Uh, in fact, I've been duped by sheepies because they'll sit with their dorsal real flat up against their back. And they'll back out of out of the water, right? They'll they'll belly mm-hmm. crawl, and so I'll see you know backs out of the water all the way across a lake, and go all the way across over there and be like, oh hell! <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then you throw a fly to, you and you are like, shit, and it's just gone throwing a rooster tail. I am going to show. I am going to five hundred yards,
0: Chris. And I just want a reaction from you on what I sent to you. Because it's a picture of a sheep's head that I caught. Mm, man, this was in like 2014.
3: On the fly rod?
0: No. But I want you to see what it ate. I just sent it to you in Messenger. If you get it,
3: I don't. Can I leave this and still be. I'm on my phone, dude. I don't think I can. Can, uh, it,
0: can he not do that? I don't know.
3: N- nah, he's going to kick himself out. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to put it up to the Just hold screen. it up to the camera. There you go.
0: Can you see what that is? Is that a crankbait? That's a crankbait, dude. (laughs) It didn't just happen to me once, it happened to me twice. And my crankbait
3: was useless. (laughs) There's there's, there's no rhyme or reason, man. Like my buddy, you know, I went on this obsessive addiction of chasing sheep's head, and he was like, I gotta catch one, bro. So he like goes out and he gives up and he starts throwing a gurgler. And then he calls me. And I hang up. I'm like doing shit. I got stuff going on. He calls me again. I'm like, what is going on? He calls me again. I'm like, what? He's like, bro, I just caught my first sheep's head. I'm like, cool, man. I'm I got shit going on. He's like, you're never gonna guess what I caught it on. I caught it on a fucking gurgler. So he caught a sheep's head on, on top a top water. top water. Wow, foam top water fly. And he said it was in three feet of water. So not only did it crush a top water, it, it came up. It come, it come all the way to the surface and ate it like in three feet of water. So he was mad. Yeah, that, that sheep, thing was... he was mad. He I mean, wanted to murder whatever it was. Maybe we're just
0: fishing for them all wrong. Maybe they're easy to catch you just got to throw <laughs> gurglers at them.
1: Just nobody's <laughs> been doing it. Which
0: yeah. there are these odd moments. Like I've I've caught a flounder on the top water. That was crazy. Yeah, um, I've done that fish. too. And but- a uh, pompano on a wake bait. Weird, yeah, because they got super tiny mouths. But it came up and hit it and ate the stupid wake bait. Hmm. I'm hmm. not
1: as surprised by the the flounder on top water, just because over the last three or four years, I've seen more flounder jumping up. Yeah. four foot out of the water than anything else. Four foot's or... kind of tall. I mean, <laughs> two foot,
3: two foot. I, I'd two say two still kind of tall.
1: Yeah, the, the whole whole body. <laughs> Let's out get of the to water. reality.
3: Ew. Six inches, man. Oh no. Nah. Dude, so no. so spe- speaking of things jumping out of water real quick. Today I hooked the largest thing I've ever hooked on a fly rod in what Con Brown in Car- Con Brown Harbor. Uh I was supposed to go fish with my buddy Richard Mims, but did y'all get the rain that, that came through earlier? No. This morning? What is rain? Yeah, well it wasn't on the radar. We were all stoked. I was at the boat ramp early. I'm never at the boat ramp early. I'm that asshole that shows up like five minutes late with a taco. Yeah, like, man, sorry, man. bud. And uh, we could fish he, together. He shows up and it's pouring rain. And I'm like, dude, it's just bands coming in. It's still not on the radar. I was like, dude, let's just call it. It's gonna be hot, nasty afterwards. So he's like, yeah, cool. He bounces. And I'm at Con Harbor, Con Brown Harbor, where I know there's a little spot where there's little mangroves that I can catch on my six weight. So I was all happy. I ran over there and it's deep on the high wall of this Harbor and I'm hooked up on little mangroves. I'm crushing. I'm having a blast. And at my 11 o'clock, something swirls and it's like a four and a half foot deep flat, but you can see cause it's pretty clear. And it swirls like it's boiling water like a school of fish, it, almost like red t- redfish tails where they're just deep in the water, kicking water up. So I rip a shot over there on my six weight, and my line goes tight, and I strip set the shit out of it, and it doesn't move whatsoever. It was a 150 to 180-pound spotted eagle ray. What? This thing starts slowly moving off the flat, doesn't even know it's hooked. So you foul hooked it? <laughs> I foul hooked it. And when this thing realized it went that it was stuck with something. Ballistic, holy bro. shit. I'm s- literally You're screaming. You're out $100. I'm <laughs> yeah. screaming, bro. Like, And this thing launches out of the air three times. And I swear to God, 10 feet out of the water. I mean, this is a... Eagle
0: Ray. Huge. Jump. A, a jump.
3: huge. And and every time it hits the water, this dude who's like a hundred yards down from me. Screams. Yeah! He's he's screaming, What the fuck is that? <laughs> and, and I'm screaming. <laughs> and my 6 weight reel is screaming. Uh I'm <laughs> immediately in my backing. And then here comes the third wave of rain, and it's like the worst of all. And it's coming across the harbor, and I'm just like there's nothing I can do here. So I literally just broke that fish off and jumped in the fucking truck before I got completely drenched. But that was the largest animal I've ever hooked on the fly rod in it.
0: So fish are, uh, fish that big is already really difficult to bring in, Chris, when oh. it's hooked properly. But <laughs> yeah. you, you foul hook something like that, it's like, <laughs> forget it.
3: I, I just keep living up to my new Instagram handle, man.
0: Fowler. Fowler.
2: <laughs> Fowler.
3: That line went tight and I was like, hell yeah. And I just gave it that, that pull start, the lawnmower strip set. <laughs> and it was like, Oh, what is that? That was that was not the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, That's dude. why I was
0: like, Oh, he's out 90 bucks,
3: man. Yeah. And I, I was really worried about that. Cause I'm probably a hundred feet into my backing at this point. And this thing's already jumped two times and it jumps that third time. I'm just like, I'm going to lose this line for sure. So I just.
1: Out there at at Swan, Chris, I hooked into a ginormous alligator gar. And the gar came out of the water, landed on top of a, landed on top of a crab trap and then started dragging the crab trap with it too. My line, the crab trap, the brain, the buoy, everything went for about five feet, and then it finally broke everything off.
3: Oh, I bet. You know,
0: those are the types. Gar are the the fish that don't care what's in front of them. When they're moving, they're going to either run into it, run over it, uh, run through it. You know, I'm sure you've all sat there. Well, I don't know, Chris, do you fish in areas that have a lot of gar
3: yeah well i mean we've got them here uh but i i've fished in um matagorda quite a bit and there's a lot of them there's a lot there there. um we've got a little spot out um by by
0: uh uh, sabine that i call garzilla and it is stacked full of monster gar and they will like you can paddle right on top of them oh yeah and then all of a sudden they want to do all sorts of crazy shit and take off um true i'm i'm getting a little sidetracked here man i need to ask you a question mm-hmm. have you been using just for men on your beard
1: i have not i thought about it the other day and i was like <laughs> no i don't need to do that i don't need to do that it just here, looks here i'll turn the dark man i'll just, turn the lights on there
0: it's oh okay no. all right all yeah, right yeah I was it's like, just, this dude's been using Just For Men on <laughs>
1: his beard, man. No, I, I thought about it, and I was Why like, did you
0: even think about it?
1: Because it's getting really, really gray. Like, the sides are getting here. It is, I mean, it's getting He thought about it because he's,
3: he's looking at my big-ass white beard.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, the middle, like, the middle's starting to get a little white, and I thought about doing the Just For Men, and then I'm like, no, because I don't want it to look like, straight black you can just crop it
3: shorter.
0: sides and that'll and eh. here's
3: our here's our paddlers playbook discount code for just for men just for yeah men. exactly <laughs> and not I'm like nah. 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 <laughs> nah.
1: I, and, and I don't well, know
3: we definitely don't have
0: one for Rogaine. <laughs> not at all <laughs> um damn crusty <laughs> yeah. speaking Speaking of that, you want to? I'm getting a haircut
1: this weekend. Something that's that that's funny. Do either one of y'all have Hulu, or it's, or? Yes. Okay, I have. Them have all. you have you seen the Hims commercials and the <laughs> Hers commercials?
0: I've seen them on Facebook. And, yeah, and, I, get, I see and, them yeah. on my phone. Yeah.
1: So so the Hims is like erectile dysfunction stuff, um, medicine. I and have no HERS, idea we're, what
0: road we're going down here. <laughs>
1: i just think it's because you're talking about just for men so i thought about the hymns so hymns is for erectile dysfunction <laughs> but the hers is for like mental illness so you can take, take medicine for mental illnesses it's like it, are you depressed like it, it's it's it, I just thought it was kind of weird that that's hymns is hymns is erectile dysfunction and hers. Bro, we is started if you're crazy. this
0: episode out with it's 2022. <laughs> Get on board. It's things are wild, dude. And who knows, you know, look, maybe we're just in that, that phase of our life. That was like our parents or their parents, parents, you know, when they were, they were probably doing and saying the same things, you know, like, wow you know 1941 is really crazy <laughs> well i, I thought, think there I was a big war there flying cars well we were supposed to you know the jetsons george jetson was born this year i believe so we there, were supposed to have flying cars but I don't there's
1: know. there's crazy stuff out there i think the yeah, funniest yeah. the funniest thing i've seen so far though is have you guys seen you know how there's the uproar about the little mermaid and it being it it being an African American little mermaid, people are
0: going a little too far with some of their their memes. But and
1: stuff. have you seen the meme where it's Air Bud, and they're like, "We're <laughs> taking over," and instead of Air Bud, it's a black lab. <laughs> That's the funniest meme I've seen ever. And then they uh, have so a- Aquaman. That was pretty good too. I Aquaman. saw that.
0: <laughs> the and and the one where the, the Rock was merman instead of mermaid the little merman
1: oh god they had boys in the hood and it was um, it was oh what's the movie where he's he's really really smart um, God, I'm gonna find it sorry guys That this is a horrible way to what were you gonna say it Fowler it.
3: you were gonna say something I don't even remember now I'm thinking about all the different funny movies I've seen I saw Lord of the Rings <laughs> <laughs>
1: that one was good too yeah.
3: there really is a spoof called lord of the Rings. yeah <laughs> we was kangs, bro <laughs> oh goodwill God. hunting so it had the cast
1: of goodwill <laughs> hunting and it said boys in the hood so that one was pretty funny too.
0: <laughs> all well, right we've so taken back to, a weird
3: a weird detour here
0: yeah that's that's us bro uh so back to fishing um <laughs> so fowler you have really been on this new kick okay i i love watching this dude's social media because it's not just like if you go to mine it's really just one lane man it's one lane and there's not a whole lot of twisty turns um it's you know primarily redfish and during during the fall and winter time a lot of camping and yours it seems like every four to six weeks (laughs) we get a new adventure man. And, and now we're, we're on the micro fishing adventure, which I think is super cool, man, because you get to really get down into some, um, very technical things that, because as you fish larger, you can actually dismiss some of those, you know, finesse techniques and some of the technical things that you need whenever you're, you're working small. So this this fishing micro that you're doing or micro fishing that you're doing is <laughs> ap- actually triple tail, and they're yep. tiny babies, bro. And guys, listen, one of the ones that he posted on on Facebook was nearly the size
3: of a freaking quarter. Yeah, he was a little. That was a nickel. He was laid up next to. He was. It was. A, it
0: wasn't even a quarter. It was yeah, a he nickel?
3: was. The, he was the size of a quarter for sure. It was ridiculous,
0: dude. I mean, so you you find this little guy who obviously just hatched out of an egg. And, <laughs> I, I'd give him a couple weeks at least. <laughs> and and uh, mama, mama. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, and where honestly, you, where you? Yeah. I don't want you to tell people where you're actually finding these at because that'll totally get your spot raped dude i've been
3: i've been getting so many messages really um i hate that but it
0: happens
3: you know i understand people want to have fun but it sucks too because a lot of them are like good friends they're like bro we got to go do this and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) i'm not taking you to the nursery bro like that's my spot but yeah man so it all kind of started with uh You know, it seems like a lot of people down here are going smaller and smaller to catch redfish on the fly rod. Um, I've got a buddy. Threes and fours. Yeah, threes and four weights for slot and up redfish. And, I mean, it goes back to I've always been a big, you know, big proponent of good fish care. And right now... Our water is still like 86, 84 to 86 Get them in the boat,
0: get them back in the water. Yeah,
3: man. And so I got guys coming in here like, you got any four weights? And I'm like, no, oh, dude, why the fuck would I have a four weight here? This is a coastal fly fishing shop. They're like, well, my buddy's been catching slots on his three. I figured a four would be a little better. I'm like, dude, you're, are you keeping them? Are you eating the fish? They're like, no. Well, then don't use a three or four weight. Because you're killing these fish and there's, there's always, well, he swam off strong. Like if I fucking hear that from someone again, like I'm just going to lose my shit. People say it all the time. Like swam away strong. And I'm like, yeah, about a hundred yards. And then he just nose dived into the mud because lactic acid buildup killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was scared and, to death
1: why <laughs> so I swam right strong. You know, yeah. Jerk him out of the water. He's going to try to get away from you as fast as possible yep. and then die. That's like me or you trying to get away. We're going to get away quickly, and then we're going to fall over and die. <laughs> yep, and <laughs> We got to stop. I run real fast for about 18 seconds. There you go. <laughs> and then I'm done. If but I can't jump a fence by then, I'm just going to get ate by the
3: dinosaur. So, So back on track, my buddy brought me this. This old school little reel. um, It's a South Bend click and Paul. I mean, you've seen the picture of it. It's a yep. 88 year old reel. And I'm thinking like, Damn, that thing's, closed. yeah, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with this thing? So I put like 20 yards of backing on it. I ordered a three weight line and I had just happened to have a little three weight TFO rod that my buddy uh, Winston Cundiff gave me. Um, and I'm like, well, cool. Now I got this. Like, what am I gonna do? And I'm thinking, like, well, I've got some trout flies. I know there's like these little pup fish, like those cool little mud pup fish that we have down here in South Texas hanging out by the boat ramp over here. So I can go catch little perch and like little skipjack and shit. It'll be fun. So I'm like walking around, uh, I fish like Rockport beach area and really, and I'll say it, I'm I'm finding these dudes in the Harbor. Um, and I think what's going on is this grass is coming in from offshore. And I think it's getting trapped in there and there's all these little triple tail with the grass and they're getting stuck in these harbors and they're like, well, I don't really need to go anywhere. There's bait everywhere. There's these lights on there's structure and boats and, So I'm walking around trying to find these, you know, little critters and I stumble across these, I had never seen triple tail this small till, you know, two months ago and literally look like trash. Like, just like you said earlier, like leaves on top of the water. And I've seen a couple that are decent size. The Biggest one I've seen so far has been about 18 inches, but those dudes are smart as shit, man. Like as soon as I, it's like we lock eyes. And they're like, nope, I'm out. And They're gone. But, before but I the can funny
0: even... thing is, is they don't go very far, though.
3: They they literally those don't big pop ones right do. back up. Really, those big ones they just we... fuck right off, and they don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I found... know why. <laughs>
0: and okay, so you had your theory as to why they're they're there, <clears throat> and uh, we're going to stop for just a second and talk theories of why maybe they're there. Michelle and I found some one night and it was it was in the lights we were doing some light fishing and we found some in canals and i started thinking about it i was like well just like any other fish they probably come into the inlet somewhere to to, to spawn to drop their you know their fry and you know their eggs or whatever to get get their their little babies their little fry up into the estuary so that they can feed well um and that's probably, you know, part of it is you know, triple tail are this time of year they're known to be around the jetties, um, which are inlets, you know, into the bays and then the bays are basically highways into the bays and estuaries. So, you know, that may be why
3: they're they're there. Um but but that explains the little bitty ones. What about the palm sized ones I'm catching? You know, are they just there's so many theories, I guess, as to why. I mean, yeah. how old? How old do you think
0: a palm size one is?
3: I don't know the growth rate of them. You know, I I don't know if they're like mahi, where they just you know quadruple in size in a month, or if they grow really slow. I don't. I have no idea, man. They get pretty
0: big, so yeah, uh, I'm pretty I sure they grow pretty quick. A one-year-old triple
1: tail. Is he is about the Google long. A one-year-old.
0: one-year-old? A one-year-old
1: is about 12 inches long. Eight-inch
3: or probably like
1: eight months
3: Six-inch triple tail, six to eight months, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's good to know. See, I haven't even gone down the the Google wormhole of triple tail yet. I've just been (laughs) obsessed with plucking these little dudes out of the water with my size 28 Mises shrimp. Now, the
0: the second thing I was going to say is the best people to take if you wanted someone to go fish spots like this with you, just to have a friend with you, are people from out of town?
3: Oh, for sure. People like me. <laughs> <laughs> like me. You're a little too close for comfort, bud. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we can go, we can go check them out. I don't know. You know, this is the first year I've stumbled across them. So they could be here for a long time, or they could, it could just be a seasonal thing and they, find their way out of the harbors and Chris, gone forever
0: i don't even know why i did it but this year i bought a three-weight i don't even know why it, must, it see it was fate it was <laughs>
1: meant for you to go micro you know why i micro, bought a triple weight? tailing
0: because whenever i went on the uh devils last year all i brought with me was uh i brought a conventional rod i brought i brought a turner Rodco rod and uh. um i brought my eight weight Because I was like, man, I'll catch some bass on my conventional stuff and I'll catch the carp on the eight weight. But then I ended up catching more freaking bass and perch than I did carp on the (laughs) eight weight. (laughs) So I was like, this isn't fun. I'm like, I would sit there and just let the little perch just run, 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 run. I'm like, all right, let me just tug him on in here and toss him back. So did did any
3: bass eat those big perch? The big perch? like yeah like when you're letting them run did you have any large mouths no, come I, up and inhale I didn't, them? <laughs> i didn't that would have been that would have been kind of crazy yeah
0: no, no i found this little uh in fact where i lost my phone if you didn't ever hear that story i lost my phone on the devil's river went back and found it what? um yeah in the river um
3: is a great story man
0: but anyway we, yeah, need, we need to sit.
3: We need to sit down and share Devil's River stories for sometime. Sure. Let's let's do it on the
0: Devil's River. Yes,
3: what, yeah. So I'm not. I'm not usually very coherent. On that's the Devil's okay. River. <laughs> Have
0: you done? Uh, back up a little bit. Have you done the Pecos?
3: I haven't. That's okay. Uh, we've that's got like, like my my last bucket list. We've Texas got a group.
0: Trip. We've got a group that's dying to do the Pecos. So if there's like four or five of us, I know for sure that we're all dying to do the Pecos. We need to try and make it a you know a thing. That's and, like sixty miles, right?
3: Um, you can do a smaller stretch like forty something.
0: Oh, okay. I believe
3: but still I thought it was like sixty six miles, like you're in for the long haul, bud.
0: It's more it's more kayaking than it is fishing, but from what I hear, there's there's good fish, good carp, and nice good carp fishing in there. Which do I you struck can- out whenever I was Ohio carp fishing, by the way. Oh yeah. It's all right. You got a you, funny face on, Drew. What are you? What are you thinking over there?
1: I am so confused by these numbers from Texas Parks and Wildlife on Triple Tail.
3: Yeah, they get fifty pounds according to TPWD.
1: Yeah, but uh, I, these numbers are very confusing to me, and I, I'm trying to figure out why this is happening in in my head here. So. <laughs> The Gulf. So, in the actual Gulf of Mexico, they did some surveys of boaters coming in. Is that from, would that
0: be like Titleist or? Uh, yeah, that's airway. what it is.
1: From from 1978 to 2004, <clears throat> you know how the Game Wardens will stop you, ask you if you caught anything, yada yada yada. They want to check your, they want to check your uh, fish and they measure them and, and do their surveys and everything. But for triple tails caught in the Gulf, the Sabine area was... They have a lot. Was the highest by more than double Galveston, triple the Matagorda area, quadruple Corpus and lower Laguna Madre for triple tail in the Gulf. Hmm. But for triple tail landed in the Bay, Sabine was the second lowest compared to the Upper Laguna was the lowest, then Sabine, Corpus Christi, Galveston, San Antonio, Aransas, and then Matagorda was the top for individual catches by Rod and Reels in the Bay.
0: So Matagorda was actually the top. You want to know why the Sabine has such high numbers? That were those, in the Gulf, though. But still, Sabine has... Well, yeah, They but their numbers... So that those numbers can get skewed, right? A little bit. Because they are murdering. They are slaying triple tails. Like, that is one of their favorite fish to catch in the Sabine area is trips.
1: But I'm just wondering why the, there's such the discrepancy between... fish caught yeah fish caught in the gulf out of sabine and then fish caught in the bays out of sabine
0: they don't let them get into the bay bro
1: it's super super low (laughs) you gotta kill them before they
0: get
3: there bro yeah
1: (laughs) and what's really crazy is i don't know if this is like just an average number per year that were caught in the gill nets this is out of the actual bay uh matagorda only shows 250 caught in the texas park wildlife nets from 1978 to 2004 but i don't know if that's per year because it just says total individuals but it, then it says 1978 through
3: 2004
0: i don't think they do gillnets 250 it's not yeah, like there's it, always a gill net out there and they're
3: always yeah 50. i think they do it a specific time each year yeah but still
1: 250 over 26 years like that's that's what ten less than ten fish a year caught in your net survey? They're well, that not known. They're not that, known
0: to be in the bays, dude. They're just doesn't
1: not. doesn't seem like a whole lot. But they're anyway, near shore, sorry, they're
0: they are nearshore fish. Apparently, they're near
1: nearshore out of Sabine. If if you're looking to really yes get a big or or a lot of numbers of triple tail, let's the record, roll. Yeah, the record came out of West Matagorda. And it was 34 thirty-four and a half inches, now thirty-three that would pounds, be some shit, eight Chris. ounces.
0: Get out there and find a trash line and bust out some eight weights on some big
3: trips. Oh dude, I mean that's my next move. Um I've I've had my fill of micro. Of the dudes. They're fun. You know, it's now I'm looking forward to finding the bigger ones. Because I really want to eat one too. Because everyone the comments on my, my pictures of these little dudes are like, bro. Oh, yeah.
0: You, Nathan you, McIntosh, I saw him oh, he was like, Go. yeah, you got to step up,
3: boy. Yeah. Step up to this one." <laughs> He's He's like, They're delicious.
0: Can't.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that thing was a beast. That was like a He said that was a 75-quart cooler and it was That thing was tip to tip in that cooler. I mean, that's That's that a, a big huge thing. triple tail. And they I mean, get that big, just naturally. I, I've only big. seen two really big ones in my entire life. Um, And one, they're both in Port O'Connor. We were trying to catch sharks on the fly out there. So we were chumming Menhaden oil, trying to pull them up to the surface and get them kind of erratic and then throw in big red streamers and catch them. Um, And we're sitting next to that big buoy in Port O'Connor before you get to the jetty line. And out of the corner of my eye, it catches my eye and I look and immediately I'm like that's a giant trash bag or you know that's a, a trash can lid I mean this thing was 20 pounds easy and I'm scrambling to like retie keeping eyes on it in the current and I just couldn't make it happen but just a massive fish and to go from that side of the spectrum to a little bitty quarter think, sized is I
0: don't I don't think we um prefaced all of this conversation with the fact that triple tail spend their life swimming on their sides for some
3: reason yep and
0: yeah. floating along trash lines um, yeah. and, or buildings or things and like weird,
3: that not just on their side i mean i see them sitting completely vertical face down i see them face up just, just weird just just doing weird triple tail shit, man. Like it's... they're just—they're not right. Triple tail are not, they're not right. And they—they they even look kind
0: of like they're retarded. Like hey, hey, that's you can't say that in twenty twenty two. Oh god, the one
1: thing you can't say—you can't say that, Chris. You can't oh say god,
0: that. sorry. The,
1: the one time I saw a triple tail for was for all of coming. you that
0: identify as a, uh, triple, <laughs> as a triple, triple tail. Triple tail. Triple tail. I apologize.
1: <laughs> Oh the the one time I saw it was out of Surfside me and Scott were coming in and uh there's the big marker poles in the middle of the of the channel going out the jetties we saw one floating there that the sucker buoys? yeah that sucker did not move at all until uh until that lead head landed right in the middle of it like I was throwing into a lily pad and <laughs> when that lead head hit it it, it was
0: gone it, it it did not come back up yeah they you know what they like They like free lined shrimp. And that's why I think that, that flies would be successful because they land so soft, man. Yeah.
3: I think that's the the main thing is, and they're so aggressive. I mean, I've spent hours watching these little dudes now and how they hunt. And my theory of why they float on their side like that is I think they are themselves trying to mimic floating debris so that smaller pred- you know, smaller prey comes up to try and seek refuge under them. Because I've literally watched little bitty triple tail with tiny little minnows kind of balled up around them. And then they just turn on them and whack and just crush them. It's, it's pretty cool, man. Just like offshore fish, you can find a bucket lid out there. And it'll have an entire ecosystem swimming around under it. Because it's the only shade for miles. And I think that those big triple tail get up there and lay on their sides, so that little bait fish and shrimp and shit get up under them, and they just turn they on them, and it. yeah, they just destroy. That's pretty
0: them. good, pretty good. Uh, yeah, thought process there.
3: Well, man, <clears throat> we
0: talked about kayaks, we talked about kayaking, we've talked about paddling, we talked about paddling skiffs, micro fishing, <laughs> and not micro fish, just for men just yep. for a we've Hems been and all over and the map,
1: people who identify as mentally challenged <laughs> mentally
0: challenged
1: triple tail, <laughs> challenged, triple tail. We've real quick black men, crab society we're
0: we're gonna lose the uh the retention of our uh the, the retention of uh, the attention span of our listener now that we're coming up on an hour 35 if they've Real made quick. it this far, they're invested, bro. Tell them we, we got we them we well, to the
1: end of the episode. <laughs> if they've made it this far, they what? are invested in this.
0: Tell these folks, man, you know, <clears throat> once again, where they can find Chris Fowler, what the shop's all about. Give them drop your social
3: media so they can give you a follow. Right on. Well, I'm here in Rockport, Texas, uh, at the Fly Trap fly fishing and kayaks. You can catch me here six days a week. Uh, the address is 1833 Broadway street suite five. We're in the back right along little Bay in the, uh, little Bay shopping center. Um, we're not your average fly shop here. We listen to punk rock metal. We got whiskey, beer. We can talk shit, tie flies, You can buy something cool. If you just want to come hang out, come on, let's do it. Um, you can find me here. You can find me on the water. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Foul Hook Fowler. And again, my name's Chris Fowler. Come on by the fly trap. Let's uh let's catch some fish.
0: Give them a follow also uh the shop always has good social media that they're putting out. So, um, look up the fly trap on like Instagram. Do you do any TikTok stuff? I know that's supposed to be like the
3: No, the and I deal. got buddies that are trying to talk me into it, but to, to be quite honest, I, just, I'm, I can't I'm like get reaching, myself to
0: be cute or anything like that. Yeah, no. man,
3: I'm, <laughs> I've already reached like maximum overload for social media. I'm already wanting to get rid of like Facebook entirely. But if I didn't have a shop, I probably wouldn't have Facebook. But Instagram is where we do most of our stuff. It's like the the coloring book of social media.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Simple, easy. Yeah, a lot of colors. Ooh, uh, ah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, man. <laughs> We really appreciate you being able to come on. I know we've been trying to hook up. There's a lot of folks out there that we've been trying to get on the show, and it's just been so flipping busy, man. This was probably the busiest summer that we've had in a couple of years. Well, I mean, the world's opened back up. The yep. pandemic's over. So, time
3: but we to get need back to. Uh, normality, I guess we need to get out on your skiff, man. I'll sit in the jump seat so we can ride. Well, lower units out right now. Oh, I saw that, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. R.I.P. Right.
0: she'll be back up and running in a couple weeks and i will be making a run down there because the winds are starting to calm down a little bit things are gonna get flat it's gonna be nice
3: let's do it i appreciate you guys thank you sir have a good evening peace
1: see ya